You know, we receive the kingdom as little children. It sort of kind of uh, dovetails a little bit into uh, our baby dedication today because we're having a baby dedication. There's a few parents who are wanting to see their children baby dedicated. And, and it, it really, it really is, I believe that there's someone who just needs to understand that um, you can have all the adult thoughts you like, all the analysis and all the criticism, and you can, you know, choose this and choose that. But God says the kingdom of heaven is received as a little child. You know, the word says that we come to him as little kids is our best approach. You know, we come with that, just that innocence and that willingness to just receive and just to accept him for who he is. And, you know, we need to become so often to remind ourselves that we become as little children come to the kingdom. And the call is there today for anyone that wants to come into the kingdom and receive the Lord and know Him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you watch the transformation that He brings. It's exciting. And we'll make a little invitation a little bit later on for those that maybe are there. You know, maybe you can come at the end of the service and we'll pray for you. Take you through a very simple little prayer. We call it the prayer of salvation. And it's that moment we invite Him to come in now we invite him to come into our lives and make those changes and uh, it's life changing I did it when I was 21 and I've never looked back never looked back always just loved the Lord and knowing him in my life and presence and the change that he made from the inside out Amen He's a good God Hallelujah Why don't we just take our seats this morning Praise the Lord We're going to continue Thank you team Why don't we just give them a little uh, uh, warm expression of appreciation they are a blessing and uh, we had a bit of a, a ghost in the machine this morning I think that's the best way to describe it a little bit of a ghost in the machine but I reckon as long as we've got the Holy Ghost in the room it doesn't matter amen and uh, and he's here this morning to minister to you I believe and and uh, and of course uh, bring you to good things hallelujah hallelujah well we're going to um, just uh, again, just while we're still uh, in this place of uh, worship, I, I really believe that we should uh, pray for uh, Dahlia. Where's Dahlia? Dahlia there? Dahlia, you just hold your hand up. We're all just going to hold our hands up toward you and just going to pray for you. Um, Dahlia is going off for surgery this, uh, this week and, and uh, we just want to see you blessed, Dahlia, as you go down there and that you're safe and you'll be confident in the Lord's hands. You know, you might be in the hands of surgeons and doctors and the medical fraternity, but you're in the hands of the Lord, and we declare it upon you today. Amen. Father, we thank you for, for Dahlia and uh, Santos and the family, Regenos and the, and the children, Lord God, that they have great confidence and a great peace in their hearts, Lord, as, as Dahlia goes off for that surgery, Lord God, and that you bless them, Father, and that you bless her, Father. You bless the hands of, the, of those that work around her, Lord God, the anesthetists and the surgeons, Lord God, that, Lord, that you keep her safe, Father God. And Lord, we declare that she's in your loving arms, Father, from the moment she leaves home to the moment she gets back, Lord, and that she's under your care. And Lord God, she's under your love, Father. And we thank you for that today. We agree together in Jesus' name for her safe return. And everybody said amen. 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 We're a people of prayer. And of course, there's a power. Amen, that uh, uh, is released when we pray together. Hallelujah. Well, we um, uh, uh, often say, and we are blessed to be having a baby dedication today, we often say that at Victory Life, that family was God's idea. And, uh, 
and it's a good thing to remind ourselves. We read in Genesis that one of the first duties given to Adam uh, uh, and Eve was to go forth and multiply. And uh, that, uh, you know, that was the family unit uh, has always been in the mix uh, in our Heavenly Father's dealings and exchanges with mankind. And we know that he is a multi-generational God. We know that uh, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, you know what I mean? He's into grandchildren and he expects what he, you know, what he brings for, for us, he wants for our grandchildren as well. And that's so important. What the Lord starts with us, he wants to maintain with our children and our children's children, you know. And I believe from then on and continuously. Amen. You know, the bigger family picture being that God the Father in seeking to capture our hearts has always been focused on bringing many sons and daughters to glory. He wants us to know his glory. He wants to bring many sons and daughters to that um, equation. And I like um, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. It's the family pursuit of heaven, and we should just uh, understand it. It says there in uh, verse 16 of Hebrews chapter 2, Jesus clearly did not come to help angels, but he did come to help Abraham's descendants. There it is. Uh, he had to be one of us so he could serve God as our merciful and faithful high priest and sacrifice himself for the forgiveness of our sins. Hallelujah. You know, we see that truth that our descendants, that, that you know, the family unit is dear to God's heart, dear to him. Right throughout scripture, we see it at the beginning in Genesis and of course in the Garden of Eden where the promise of redemption for fallen mankind is established as being through the seed of the woman. You know, the, uh, the virgin birth. And of course, we celebrate the virgin birth. And I mean, many to ask with our nativity scene, did we not have a Mary and a Joseph? I know we've got the angel, we've got the deer and the baby, but I, I, that will be next year. Is that right? We're, 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 we're building up to the full nativity scene, but uh, <laughs> we're getting there. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's an abandoned Jesus, it looks like. And I'm going, what? what that's <laughs> hallelujah but we'll get there amen and um you know we see god's heart for family in abraham of course as you know he receives the promise from god that his offspring will bless all the families of the earth and uh, we know that in scripture and and uh you know we go in there to genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 to 3 it says then the lord said to abram leave your country your kindred and your father's household and go to the land i will show you and look what he says. He makes a promise. He says, and I'll make, I'll make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and curse those who curse you. And all the families, get this, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Wow. You know, Apostle Paul explains it just even a little bit better in Galatians chapter 3. And verse 7, he says, Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations will be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. And it was to be through the promise of a saviour for all mankind that all the families of all the earth would be blessed. And the promise of God was through Abraham to his descendants 
And, you know, our God, we've got to get it. Our God is a God of family. And it's worth the time taken to consider all, uh, you know, of all the ways, you know, just think about it, of all the ways that uh, Jesus could have come into the earth. You think about it. He could have come down on a fiery chariot. They'd seen people go that way into heaven. Of course, he could have come that way as well. Fiery chariot just landed there in, you know, the Middle East and, you know, hopped off with a band of angels all around him. He could have come so many different ways. He could have come, you know, it's interesting that Di mentioned a comet. I was thinking of a meteorite. He could have come down riding a meteorite, you know, and just boom, bump, jumped up out of the crater and, you know, said, I'm here. I'm the son of God. You know, believe on me. And, you know, we probably would have all believed. But he didn't come that way, did he? He hasn't come that way. You know, God the Father's way to was to bring Jesus into a humble stable in Bethlehem through a virgin birth, fulfilling every promise and, of course, into the protection of a what? A family. And so important, you know, at Christmas time we're reminded that one of the, the describing names of Jesus was Emmanuel, which is and means God with us. God with us, just touched in on that, you know. How God wants to be with us. He wants to be in our lives. We need to move away from that. You know, I'm here to, um, you know, uh, uh, work for God to I'm here to work with God. We need to get to that place where we're partnering with him and, uh, and we've got that heart to partner. You know, as I, the prophet, speak so accurately of the birth of Jesus, 750 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, you know, prophesies in Isaiah 7 and verse 41. He says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin uh, will, will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. You know, it's, it's, it's that name that speaks of his very presence in our lives that we should desire, that we should, that we should be hungry for, for more of God's presence in our lives. When we invite him in as Lord and Saviour, it's a name that speaks of his willingness to be in our lives, in our churches, but first of all, in our families. And uh, I think that's a real key point this morning. Before Jesus ever entered a church or a place of worship, he first entered a family, signifying that he wants his presence among us. He wants his presence in the household. You know, and I, I um, love it when God's people get a hold of the need to have God's presence through Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit in our homes and families and we get an understanding that that realisation, and you understand it's spiritual. It's not something that you can start getting, wrapping your mind around cognitively. It's a spiritual experience. And that's the thing I love about Christianity. I'd experienced as a young boy, I'd experienced Christianity as a, a form, a religion, a thing that you, you, you uh, uh, pursued from a, a very natural perspective. But I wasn't having, I didn't have that um, spiritual experience. And it wasn't until, you know, someone came and shared the gospel with me at the age of 21 that I, I listened and heard and said, I, I'd like to try that out. I'd like to find out whether that's really true. Because what they were talking about was the reality not the historical. You know, the historical person, Abraham, was a guy that knew God. A guy that had been in the, in the wilderness and God came and visited with him and spoke to him and gave him promises. You know, to him and his kids, family. And, you know, I want that. I don't know about you, but I want that more than anything. You know, that reality of his presence in our lives and in my family. 
so that when we get together around a dinner table, we can talk about what God's been doing. We can talk about the things that have been exciting in our heart because what he's shown us something or given us a revelation. That's how we should have our family meals. You know, not with the TV blaring in the background and, you know, kids on the, kids on the you know, the video games. and We should have that. Amen. You know, the, the realisation that the presence of God was not only intended for when we come together as a church on Sundays, but for our everyday lives in our homes, in our marriages, you know, particularly in our marriages where he's that threefold cord, you know, where Rosemary has an idea and a thought and I say, well, I might pray about that, you know. And she'll say, well, hurry up. <laughs> you know, or vice versa, you know. And, um, you know, we get God's counsel in on our situation. And, you know, I don't know about you, but if you knew someone who knew everything, from the end to the beginning, from the beginning to the end, wouldn't you want to get their counsel? Wouldn't you want to tap into that? We can, amen. But he's got to be in our home and our family. He's got to be the one in our marriages that we can, you know, lean on. You know, I recall uh, the comment of uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick who experienced a season of revival in his church in a place called Brownsville. It was called the Brownsville Revival in the 90s. Some of you who've been around for a while might have heard of that. I think it was also called Pensacola, Pensacola Revival. Uh, had a couple of names going around, but they were having a visitation from God in their church services. And, and Pastor John Kilpatrick said, the Lord showed him that unless the revival continued on into their lives, their families and homes, you know, uh, the revival wouldn't continue in the church. See, God just doesn't want to visit a church. He wants to visit our homes and lives. He wants to come in and be there. So there's no clocking off when we leave church on Sunday. How many of you know? If I find that clocking off machine, I tell you, I'll throw it out. Okay, I don't know, I don't know who's, who puts that out there, but some of you are clocking off when you walk out the door and you see we need to be clocked on all the time. It's 24-7. God wants to be you know, at the centre of our heart, the centre of our desires, and want more of him. Anyone want more? Well, get ready. I know there's enough hands up to say we're going there. Okay, as a church, we're going there. We're going to have more. You know, God's happy with where we've been, but he wants more for the coming year. And uh, I declare that over 2022, that we're going to have more. Amen. Amen. That's one hand clap. And I know one, someone's excited about that. <laughs> you know, we see Jesus in being dedicated to the Lord as a baby by Joseph and Mary, and Simeon the prophet was moved um, by the Spirit of God to declare him as God's salvation. Wonderful. But note well, he'd already been revealed in the family. He'd already been revealed as God with us in the family. And it's so good, and I'd just like to read that passage uh, from Luke chapter 2 and verse 25, it says there, Now there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon who was righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. What a great thing to look forward to. You know what? Simeon, you're not going to go home to be with the Lord until you've seen the Christ. You've seen the Messiah. What a great revelation. And you've got to understand that guys in the Old Testament got saved by faith by looking forward 
to the coming of the Lord, the Messiah. And he was told he wouldn't go home until he'd seen him. Praise the Lord. And there he was, led by the Spirit. He went to the temple courts. And when the, when, uh, the parents brought in the child, uh, the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, his little baby Jesus, about a month old, and Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Are there any people of Jewish descent here this morning? Well, I don't think so. That means that's all of us. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. If you're not walking in revelation from the Lord, that's something that you should desire more of because that was the promise. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. And we can have that, more of that, and we can experience in our lives. And look what it says, and for glory to your people Israel. Praise the Lord. And their turn's coming as well. It'll come. God wants us to know his presence and power in our churches and, of course, First of all, though, in our homes and families. So that's where it starts. We don't get excited just because we've been to church on Sunday and heard a good word or worshipped the Lord or had a touch from the Lord. We get excited in the home, in the family. And, of course, we live that way for our children as well so they can experience his touch and, of course, that atmosphere that the Spirit of God brings when we invite him in. For the Christian family, it means teaching our children. This is where we get around baby dedication imparting to them by the Spirit of God, helping them to experience the presence of God, even in their childhood. John the Baptist experienced the presence of God, get this, even in his mother's womb. He experienced the presence of God. What does it say? Elizabeth said a baby leapt in her womb. You know, there's, there's that first experience of the presence of God by John the Baptist. He hadn't even left his mother's womb yet. Wow. Just think about that. Um, I'm going to ask now, because I know that we're a little bit early, but um, I'm going to ask now for um, uh, 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 someone to uh, bring um, uh, some of the... Uh, well, actually, I might just go through the scriptures just a little bit there, but um, could someone please go out and just say uh, to Matt and to Siobhan, Jess, would you, Pastor Jess, would you mind just um, alerting them that we're going to uh, be having the... Uh, the uh, dedication very shortly just a few more scriptures i just want us to sort of seal what it is that god's doing through baby dedication i hope you've been listening in this morning and uh, and, and reflecting on the need to have you know the lord's presence uh, not just as we come to church but in our families in our homes and to be those ones that walk with him and talk with him you know and 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 have that prayerful prayerful lifestyle you know the bible talks about um you know praying continuously how do you do that? We're always communing with the Lord. We've always got that open heart ready for him to speak to us and lead us and guide us, show us things to come, lead us into all truth. You know, um, you know we should just, just pray for the baby dedication. Father, we, just, we, we thank you in this season, Lord. We thank you that, uh, and in the seasons to come, Lord God, that we, we're all reminded that your plan was always, Lord, to have close intimacy with us. 
Lord, as we look at your covenants, Lord, we look at the Old Testament covenants and even coming into the new covenant, Lord God, even Christ Jesus, your plan was us to have uh, intimacy. You even sent your Holy Spirit to come and indwell us, Lord, that we would know your presence. Let's just be those people, Lord God, as this year uh, turns the corner into 2022 that are hungry for more of you, hungry for more of your presence, Lord. Lord, that we not be caught up in uh, religious uh, ceremony and forms and, and, and ideals, Lord God, that, that don't produce your presence in our lives, Lord. Lord, that we wouldn't be caught up in those things, but rather we'd pursue you in our own hearts. Lord, that we might be those people that shine for you as we go about our daily lives and out in our communities, in our workplaces, Lord God. Lord, that you would be in the midst of us, we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Amen. Just um, letting those uh, uh, young ones come out and, uh, and join us. They might have to finish their sermon out there as well, but uh, I'd say they'll be coming on out. Just want to, um, uh, just again, reiterating what we're, what we're talking about from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 to 7. It tells us, look at this about in, in, including our children. You know, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on their children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, you know. It's just to be that constant communion around, around the Lord and, and sharing those things with, the, with our kids. We've been very, very strong on that. I want to just commend Pastor Jess and, and Andrew and some of the other YWAM team who've actually worked with us this year. Um, and we started talking about it in 20, uh, 2020, about how we wanted to have youth uh, and minister to youth that were younger and really seek to back, uh, build in that, that, that closer intimacy uh, with, with the, the kids of this church. And we didn't want to have youth group that started at 13. We wanted to go younger. We wanted to, you know, start at 10. I think we started at nine, nine years old. So we could just build in uh, some of those truths that actually help uh, kids to know that they can have relationship. And I just really commend uh, Andrew here. And, of course, um, there was uh, uh, Tyler and Rach um, who, who also uh, came and just were a part of that, that uh, impartation into the lives of the kids. And, and we're really excited about what was, uh, what was actually uh, enabled. So often we, we wait until our kids are 13 and 14 and starting to get what we call the call of the wild. You know what I mean? And they're already skipping out when they haven't had that, you know, that impartation and, and seen examples of people around them who know the Lord and know, and know his heart. And, uh, and, and, and been examples to them. And so we really prayed that that would be the, the result and the fruit of that. So we see more coming into this coming year. We know from year to year, we have kids that, you know, they, they grow a little older and they start to, you know, uh, depart and go their way. But, but we also know that uh, this is an important season. So, but it should be a continual act of faith by each child's parent to continue to speak, declare and decree God's word over their children. Make his word. Uh, make his word what you. You know. Make his word what you speak over your children. Watch out for the words that you speak. I'm saying this to all the parents here this morning. Watch out for the words that you speak over your children. 
very vital. What you say, uh, things said by significant people to kids leave a, a mark or a stain. You can leave a mark or you can leave a stain. I've said it many times here that my mother used to call me lazy. And I was just motivated differently to my brother. So that's all that was. You know, I was just motivated differently to him. And we just, sometimes we have to find out what motivates our children. They're not necessarily disobedient, but it's, it's, it's that there's a motivation that we need to discover that actually fits them. Amen. We have to pray and ask the Lord and get wisdom from him. We fulfill a biblical principle by dedicating our children to the Lord. And, uh, you know, I think it's very important that we get that right. We make his word, you know, what we speak over our children. We fulfill that biblical principle by dedicating our children to the Lord, just like Mary and Joseph did. And, um, you know, in Psalm 127 and verse 3, it says, Behold, children are a gift from the Lord. And it says that fruit of the womb is a reward. The fruit of the womb is a reward. How, how beautiful, what a lovely scripture. That children, when you see them, you know, each one of us, each, every single one of us, even though we be adults or we be in our senior years now, are a gift from God. We were a gift from God to our parents. You know, and remind you as parents today that the word of God declares that, you know. And Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And uh, we need to be uh, uh, very clear about what we're doing with our children is that we are training them up in the ways of the Lord. Training them up in the way that they should go. Teach your children the virtues of honouring authority and obedience. Bringing your child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord speaks of education. It speaks of training. It speaks of teaching them through discipline. Okay? I used to shudder. Get a little cold shiver up my spine whenever my, anyone walked through that kitchen door that had the strap on the back of the door and that would go chunk, chunk, chunk. chunk. I used to go, ooh, you know. Because I remember too many times being chased around the backyard. You know, my um, mother or father trying to lay one on me for something I had done. But hey, I turned out all right, didn't I? You know, <laughs> it was worth it. Every little welt that I got, you know. And some people talk about, oh, you know, you, you can't, you know. But I tell you, the Bible says, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, the, the, the scripture is very clear on that, you know. And so, you know, I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't, but I'm just saying that discipline is important no matter how you meet it out. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 to 4 says, Children, obey your parents, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Just think about that as a rule. You know, it's the first commandment with promise. First commandment given that had a promise attached to it, you do this, this is what will happen. Amen. You know, I'm going to ask the parents this morning um, to come up with their devotees and their, their little charges, their little blessings. And if uh, I'm going to ask as well that if you have godparents that you'd like to bring down, so you've got godparents named and uh, as a part of uh, 
your child's birth. They can, they're welcome to come on down as well. But now I don't know how long we can keep this uh, civil and quiet. So I'm going to be pretty quick, all right, everybody. I'm going to encourage you as a congregation this morning as well. Uh, release your faith as well for these parents that children are children and they will be children. But what we're, what we're praying for is, is, is that the, you know, the Lord would be in the midst of these parents. As they, as they dedicate their children to the Lord. And it's a biblical pattern that we're following. So why don't we all just sort of maybe stretch out our hands toward them in faith and, and agree together as, as we just pray for each one. Father, we thank you for this, for this uh, uh, group of parents that are here today, Lord God. We, we thank you, Lord, that uh, their heart today is to uh, bring up and, uh, and, and raise their children, Father, in your ways, in godly ways, Lord God, in a godly direction, Father. And Lord, that they look to your word for that guidance and direction. They look to your Holy Spirit for wisdom from heaven concerning um, raising children, Lord. Lord, there's so much wisdom, Lord, that can be found right there uh, in, in the pages of the Bible, Lord. And we, and we thank you that it's there as a guidance for them, Lord, and that they continue um, to, to um, look to you, Father God, and see your hand a blessing, Father. And Lord, we, we pray for these little ones as well, Lord God, that they would grow up and learn to be obedient. Father, to, um, to their parents, to honour them. Lord, we know that it will go well with them and that they'll live long on the earth because of it, Father, because your, your, your scriptures um, say it, Father. We declare that these children, Lord, are a gift from you. And, and, and Lord, in, in saying that they're a gift from you, Lord God, that these parents cherish their children and work with them, Father, through their formative years and, and, and see their development and growth, Lord God, and are, are quick to identify the giftings that are on their life, Lord, that are there because you gave them. Lord, we thank you that, that there's that sensitivity as, uh, as, a, as a parent, Lord God, and guide their children into their lives and uh, their future lives and even their children's children, Father, as they become grandparents in, the, in years to come, Lord, should you tarry, Lord, that there would be uh, just again that, that desire to see them brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord brought up, Lord God, even with those moments of mild rebuke, Lord God, where, where uh, the Bible does talk about mild rebuke, Father God, that, that uh, encouraged children along the way that they should go. So we thank you for this today in the name of Jesus. And, and Lord, we, we, we um, uh, ask, Lord God, that these things be sealed today, Lord God, in this baby dedication in front of this congregation in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. We do, we do have some certificates here. I'm just going to um, just hand these out. There we go. Let's put our hands together again one more time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God bless you all. And, uh, you know, we just see good things for you and your families. And uh, God has got good things. And you're surrounded by people that, that agree with you about bringing them up in a special way in the Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Okay. Hallelujah. I just want to get back to where we were and, and particularly if there's anyone this morning that's just really needing a touch from the Lord, you know, just really needing um, a, maybe a healing touch or an area where, um, you know, you've got a bit of a, a need of breakthrough. I really believe the Lord wants to minister in breakthrough this morning and, uh, and uh, if that's you, uh, we're going to go out with a song and I'm just going to invite the, the team to come. We're going to go out with a song, um, maybe come to the altar or something, you know, it'd be quite appropriate. But uh, if that's you, and, and, 
again, I just want to reiterate, there's an invitation today for, for that call of salvation. Um, if you've never received Jesus uh, as Lord and Saviour, if you've never um, uh, recognised that he's, he died on the cross, not for the sins of mankind, but he died on the cross for you. If you've never taken that uh, uh, and accepted that heartfelt uh, need to receive him, today might be your day. And again, I just want to encourage you to think that. But we are going to be breaking up and having uh, uh, some morning tea this morning. And I know it's good. It's waiting for us. Um, we'll, if, if you do need prayer, come and assemble down here after we finish this song. Come and assemble down the front. And uh, otherwise, God bless you all. Uh, good to see uh, Ken Andrews uh, with us again. Um, I think you, you've come in from uh, East Kimberley there. But uh, so good to see you, Ken. Ken was on the sound desk for many years and uh, was a blessing to us as well. But um, hey, so good to have you all in church this morning. Go and have a great Christmas um, and uh, we'll, we'll see you somewhere through it, all right? God bless you.